everybody, and welcome to this Wednesday edition of Megan Fun of Sports. We are recording this on a Tuesday morning. I'm Megan Connolly, joined by Megan Gailey. And Megan, this is so exciting because last week when we recorded the podcast, we logged off and all of this news broke. Now, today it was the opposite. Ten minutes before we logged on, the Juan Soto to the Padres news broke right away on this podcast, so I feel like a good omen today we're going to be able to hit all of the latest topics in sports. And I think they did it for us. You know, it feels mm-hmm. like they were like, listen, we know that they record on Tuesdays, it's released on Wednesdays, let's try and give them some news. Um, and I was kind of not dreading this, because I'm always happy to see you and Eddie, but it was like, ugh, this is going to be a we're mad ho Um, not a lot of great news episode. And so now we've got some, um, some bits of happiness, I guess. But for you as a Dodgers fan, I don't think this could be described as happiness. You were probably hoping to get Juan Soto in LA. No, when you guys texted it, I said, ugh. And I had just dressed sweet little Conrad in the cutest Dodgers outfit. Um, that's like made of the jersey material, but is a onesie with shorts. Very cute. Okay. And so, you know, he's out in the streets right now with his dad repping the Rog- the, the Rogers. <laughs> repping the Dodgers. But no, it's not, um, it's not great. I do love Fernando Tatis, so I guess I'm trying to look at it as I'm happy he'll have a friend um, because he has seemed kind of upset with the Padres and is still not playing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I, I still think the Dodgers are a better team overall than the Padres, but I was hoping that he would wind up elsewhere. We'll put it at that. I know this might be a hot take and some may disagree, but I think the Padres could be the Buffalo Bills of Major League Baseball. They are a one one sport town. I mean, after the Chargers mm-hmm. left, now I know there's hockey in Buffalo, but I don't watch hockey. So they're at one sport, and it seems like the fans really get behind the Padres. I know San Diego and Buffalo are drastically different places geographically, but I think that this could be really exciting for Padres fans. I mean, these San Diego people, their football team left them. Now they have the Padres. They have Machado. They have Tatis. They got Soto. I'm excited about this. And listen, I know you're a Dodgers fan, and I know Eddie's a Yankees fan, but I'm sick of, I'm sick of these, these blue blood teams. I'm sick of them. Let's have the Padres, baby. I'm on Soto. I just think that's a crazy stance for you to take as a former reporter for the New England Patriots. I mean, no one won more. I would meet people at the Super Bowl that were like, yeah, we've been nine times. It's kind of getting old. Um, but I, I, it's probably, quote unquote, good for baseball to have the talent spread around a little more than it just being Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox. So that's fine. That's fine. All right. Well, let's get into the nuts and bolts of our show here. Do we want to kick things off with our moron of the week before we get into NFL and NBA chats? Yes. Um, And my moron of the week actually comes from the baseball world. So I'm happy to go first. Megan, I'm, I'm taking this one for you. And I sent you a uh, clip last night. Um, And I'm not picking who you think I'm going to pick. So the clip is of Tony LaRusso falling asleep in the bottom of the first. Um, It's just like a a Tuesday on the south side, you know? He's dozing. And it's like, listen, okay. At this point, you have to blame Jerry Reinsdorf. Because there is going to be, as there has not been, zero ramifications for any of his behavior. I interviewed a baseball writer the week before the All-Star break, and I said, what are the chances that Tony LaRusso does something to get him fired? And he said, zero percent. There is nothing he could do. And we've all had a job where we could run wild. And what did we do? Run wild! And so we know he's not going to get fired. He knows he's not going to get fired. And that falls on Jerry at this point. Like he's given him the keys to the castle, unlimited money. The White Sox are a disaster. I'm so sorry to say it. It's true. And, and, and there's not going to be any changes made. So we're going to need this elder man to go, okay, I'm finally ready to retire. Well, and this dates back to a little bit of White Sox history. So back in the day, Jerry Reinsdorf once hired Tony La Russa to be 
at a part of the White Sox organization, and then also hired broadcaster Hawk Harrelson to be the yes, general manager. Yes, I love Hawk. And I love Hawk Harrelson, but he is the biggest bullshitter that has ever graced the planet of the <laughs> earth. And he um, talked Jerry into firing Tony La Russa, and this was a very good White Sox baseball team, and to this day, Jerry Reinsdorf says it's the biggest regret in his career. So Jerry doesn't have much time left with the White Sox. I don't know what will happen. I believe that Jerry and the Reinsdorf family will hold on to the Bulls and ultimately sell the White Sox. But before doing that, it seemed like with the Chris Sale trade and the Quintana trade and all of their drafts to gain all of these prospects to put together the team that is now. And then Jerry goes and gets his guy. I put that in air quotes for all of our listeners who can't see me doing it, who is Tony LaRussa, and he's just not going to fire him. He's not. No. And it's it sucks. It sucks to watch this whole thing unfold. It sucked to be on the roller coaster of the ride to get to this point and then yeah. to just be on the downhill. And listen, we are not yelling out of fun. We are yelling out of frustration, sadness, and anger. That's where we're at right now. White and Sox I would never blame an elder, um, even though I am blaming a different elder, but I'm blaming the billionaire elder who's the one making this bad decision. So I just, I really, I really feel for you because it looks like a team of young talent that's just truly being wasted. What's really helped me get through this whole thing is um, betting same-game parlays on the White Sox because they do have good players, and since I okay. watch the team so much, I feel really confident in who's going to get a hit and who's going to score and all of these things. So I've actually been able to capitalize on this White Sox team um, despite me being there depressed you go. with the how terrible they are. The Calvin Ridley of the White Sox. Um, okay, Megan, who is your... Oh, honorable mention more end of the week, whoever hacked into your Twitter. Oh, yeah, okay? my Twitter got hacked yesterday. I'm back. I'm back you on Twitter now. piece of shit. May the wraths of Megan's fall upon you. Yeah, I don't know who it was. Um, nothing was tweeted, but as soon as you get hacked, you're like, uh-oh, are they going to put out a nude? Is there going to be a dick pic posted somewhere? <laughs> is there going to be um, another Josh McDaniels insurrection? Oh, God. <laughs> so that is, and it also, it got hacked right before I was about to take off on a flight, so it was just no, like, oh, gosh. please, God, hopefully I'm gonna no wake up anything. Am I going to land canceled? I might. Um, um, so that was scary. But yeah, thanks uh, thanks to uh, the social media team over at WWE getting me back, back on. So Wonderful. Um, my moron of the week is the Arizona Cardinals. Now, oh we all know what happened last week with the Arizona Cardinals and the Kyler Murray studying clause that was inserted into his contract. And after the whole media world, even this podcast, freaked out about the clause that was put in the contract, the Arizona Cardinals make headlines again by removing the con the the clause from the contract, which is just silly because now you're in the news again. Like, just make this go away. And the Arizona Cardinals, all they had to do was just wait and say nothing because the very same day they removed the clause, news came out that the Pelicans put a yep. wait clause in Zion Williamson's contract. So all they had to do was just sit there and be quiet and then let the Pelicans take the heat because I think a wait clause is way, way, way worse than a study clause. But instead, they're morons and they go make headlines again by removing said clause. Yeah, it, this story ended up making them look a lot worse than it made Kyler Murray look um, and like stupid. And I'm also mad at the Pelicans. With the Pelicans, though, it's like, OK, so what are you going to do? You're going to cut him? You're going to you're going to. You're going to fire the face of your franchise and probably the future face of the NBA because he eats a cheeseburger and you don't want him to. Like, it just doesn't seem like they're going to follow through on it. So it's like, again, it's me and the 27 cheeseburgers. Put it in my contract and we'll see. Yeah, so Zion Williamson, the weight clause, um, he will have periodic weigh-ins throughout the entirety of his deal. Is he um, a freaking Cowboys cheerleader? I'm livid. <laughs> Um, it stipulates that his weight and body fat percentage must be below a combined 295. Um, but muscle weighs more than fat, so I'm not really sure how that works out. Well, and he has a chef now, and um, I think as has been evident by something, my, my husband has seen him in person recently and said he's in phenomenal shape. Phenomenal I was shape. at Oshaval in Chicago <gasps> recently. It was during the, um, which is, you know, 
I don't want to start this. I was at Al-Shaval in Chicago and I ran into Zion. It's a burger place for those it's people who don't know. It's the best burgers. I did not run into Zion, but I did run into um, somebody who was an athletic trainer for the Pelicans. And I like tried okay. to, you know. Do you think he I, was uh, there? He was there picking up burgers for Zion? <laughs> well, it was during the NBA combine. So it was there okay. and they had the Pelicans thing. So I was like, I bet a lot of people ask you about Zion. And then I kind of got an eye roll. And I was like, don't worry, I used to work for the Patriots. People used to ask me all the time about the Patriots. And then suddenly they loosened up a little bit and said, yeah, I can't say anything about Zion, though. And I was like, yeah, I know. I but know they, they're, burgers. they're keeping such a tight lid on him. And, and, I, and in a lot of ways, it doesn't feel like it's for his protection. It feels like it's for the larger brand protection. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is a kind young man. Let him live. Very young. Um, and is he he's 21 gl- yet? Like, maybe a day. Um, okay, Eddie, who is your moron this week? My moron this week isn't uh, a person, more of an entity. Whether it's the right. NFL, NFLPA, we're going to go down the dark road now. But, like, yeah. the news coming out about Stephen Ross basically getting suspended the same length as Deshaun Watson. And I know it stems from a lot of other things, but mainly because of Tom Brady and tampering, uh, tampering coming to the Dolphins. It's just to me, and like the perfect time news dump for them dropping this when the Juan Soto trade breaks. And uh, you know, I know we're all going to watch the product, but the the Sean Watson stuff is pretty insane to see some guys in the past who have gotten suspended for weed, like Martavis Ryan, like suspended indefinitely because of weed. Yeah, uh, stuff that's legal in states now, and there's uh, various other ones that were suspended. Calvin Ridley, uh, you know, we all gamble, and uh, Calvin Ridley can, and he's spending longer. It's just insane. Uh, it's a shame, and uh, it's it's you know. What happens when they're the sports king and everyone watches and they're like, you know, we're going to get away with it. People are going to come to the games. They're going to buy the merchandise. They're going to watch it on TV. Uh, and it's it's very sad, very strange. And and on the top of that, finding Stephen Ross, like the equivalent of finding me like a quarter, like a million dollars for a guy who's a billionaire. Everything mm-hmm. about suspensions, everything about the priorities of the NFL uh, is, is really screwed up. So uh, I guess I'm kicking off this uh, this dark topic here. Well, we thank had to you. get to it, so thank you for getting us An to... ally, an ally yes. in Eddie, thank you. <laughs> so now, I don't think this story is done yet with Deshaun no. Watson. The NFL has two more days. When you're mm-hmm. listening to this podcast, it will be one more day Until to, Friday. Appeal, um, to appeal this decision that came out, and it was six games for Deshaun Watson. Now, the NFLPA has already come out and said, if the NFL appeals this, they will sue. So okay. it is a sticky situation. Um, now they could have the the Browns could have settled before this decision came out, but if they settled with the NFL, the suspension would have been at least twelve games. So the Browns are feeling very good about oh, yeah. the six games, and I think the Browns and possibly some Browns fans are the only people who feel good about this. Six games for Deshaun Watson. Um, I said this a couple weeks. I thought it was going to be six to eight. I thought we would all be upset. We are all upset about this. It just, it doesn't seem right. And what really got me was um, the verbiage that came out in the ruling said it was um, non-violent sexual interaction or sexual contact. And um, I just don't, don't I think that's an with, oxymoron. I don't don't agree with how um, that can make what these women went through um, described that way. Yeah, and and so it, it was a female judge, and I think there's a lot being made of that, um, and that type of when something like this is difficult because I know if it was a male judge, we'd be upset. You know, why do you have a, a male judge? But then when it's it's a female judge, then she is representing women as a monolith, which is also not fair. Um, and she also called it premeditated predatory. And to me, premeditated premeditated predatory is not six games. That means that like you went into this with intent with the NDAs and the help of the Texans um, who have also had to settle Um, it's really very upsetting. And as you hear male NFL reporters talk about it, they talk a lot about the message it sends to female fans, which I think Megan and I both represent. Um, we love the NFL and, and there are things that happen. I remember when Ray Rice happened and I said, this is probably it for me. You know, like it was just so tough. And then the thing is, I'm a hypocrite. Um, and, and I do love it. And 
I don't want to like give myself an out, but it's like, it's what I talk about with my dad very often. And we are having a fantasy draft at my house in about three weeks where a bunch of friends are coming over and are going to meet my son and see the new house we're moving into. And so a lot of fandom around it is community-based. And it does not feel fair that now Megan and I and every other female fan has to question whether or not we're a good feminist or a good woman that we still want to watch this. And it ends up driving us crazy because we do feel totally ignored and totally taken advantage of. And it's like, I buy so much shit from you guys and I support you and I used to work for you. And there's so many good guys. There are guys that I love. Kenny Moore's of the world, every single Walter Payton nominee and everyone beyond that. And then there's owners. I, I go hard for Jim Irsay. There are really good people a part of the NFL and this makes all of them look terrible. And it's really, really disappointing. And I, I know that the games may go up. It, it just, it's this news story that keeps being shoved in our face for months we for waited months. months for this verdict to come out and hearing yesterday that at, at brown's training camp there were loud cheers and we got your back and that it was a jovial atmosphere it's like that really is disgusting and it really sucks and i i just don't even i don't even know what to do at this point I really don't. I hear you, and I feel the exact same way that you just expressed with your words so eloquently. I will still watch the NFL, and yeah. I don't know if that makes me a bad person. I don't know if that makes me a bad woman. I don't know if that makes me a bad feminist, but I will still continue to watch the NFL. It's hard to root for this guy. You can't root for this guy. It's hard to root for the Browns. They gave him all of this money, the most amount of guaranteed money that we've ever seen a quarterback paid in NFL history, and he is facing zero fines. And it just seems like the evidence is overwhelming. Here's a guy who sought out over 60 different places to get a massage, who has harassed countless women. And listen, I know that the majority of the women have settled at this point, but this seems very overwhelming. And I know you could point back and say Ben Roethlisberger, he had the same thing. That was one, that was one accuser. We wanted him gone too. Like that's the thing. It's like, they point to these guys. It's like, yeah, great. Get him out of here. I still think he's trash. I still think everything around him is trash. When I hear his name, I'm disgusted. Um, it, yeah, it's just, it, it, it sucks. And another thing to keep in mind, too, this six-game six suspension does not include preseason games. Deshaun Watson could very well be playing in the preseason for the NFL. He hasn't played in an NFL football game in well over a year, um, and we, we could see him in the preseason. Um, it will be interesting, I guess, to see the reaction and if the NFL decides to appeal. It is it is a bummer that the NFLPA came out and said that they would sue um, yeah. if the NFL does appeal. Yeah, it's um, it makes me mad at the NFLPA, but I know that that's just like what their job is, and so yeah. that's unfortunate. I think when um, stuff like this happens, the the other side, the side um, that's those Browns fans that are happy, says, "Well, what do you want?" And so to answer that, I, I would like for Deshaun Watson to admit fault. That still has not happened. He still stands by this quote of, I've never disrespected a woman, which is insane. And also says to me that he didn't view these women as women, as human. Um, and he, he, he believes massage therapists are sex workers and there are sex workers that would have been happy to do this. So it, yeah, it just, it puts such a dark cloud over it, you know? Agree. And the Browns released a statement, which was interesting because um, it I mean, it says in the statement, we know Deshaun is remorseful that this situation has caused much heartache to many. He? And he will continue to work needed to show who he is on and off the field. And we will continue to support him. And nowhere has Deshaun expressed remorse. No. So it's very interesting to see the Browns put out this statement um, that we saw yesterday.
And maybe he has to the Browns organization, but he hasn't publicly, and that's really insane. Like, if you're doing it privately and not publicly, um, yeah, it's a it's a disappointing one when we really just want to be like, oh my god, look, the Packers are riding kids' bikes. You know, like, there's so much fun to training camp, and it this just makes it all feel nasty. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and, and we'll get to some of the fun that is NFL training camp. But after this, we're just going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back, and I just want to give a shout-out to Dale Plummer. He won the July Prop Culture contest over at Extra Points. If you haven't been playing these contacts, contests, I don't know what the hell you're doing, head on over to extrapoints.com. You can play the August Prop Culture Quiz, your chance to win a gold hat that I still have not won yet. I might be one of the only people who has not won a gold hat on the Extra Points staff, but head on over. You can play that now, extrapoints.com slash arcade. Okay, where shall we begin? Shall we do NFL or NBA? It's more bummer let's, of a news in the NBA. Let's stay in the NFL, give ourselves okay. a little NFL chaser, a little uh, little pickleback. Um, Debo Samuel's deal gets done, so he is staying, he's staying in San Francisco. Who will be throwing to him? We don't know yet. Um, it may I be our be Trey Lance. Okay, all right. Because and Jimmy Garoppolo is, is going to be somewhere else. We don't know where, which is very exciting for all of the players out there. Maybe he'll be on The Bachelor. You know, we don't know where he'll be, but he'll they be somewhere. They should make this a reality show because everybody yeah. knows that Jimmy Garoppolo is just so handsome. And I think this could be a chance where we could really highlight female NFL fans. Yes. Go around and play the Jimmy Garoppolo dating game. Um, where is he going to end up? What restaurants would he go to? What's yep. Jimmy Garoppolo's life going to look like in Seattle versus mm-hmm. um, New York? I don't know. Eddie says he's not going to end up at the Giants, yeah. but Daniel Jones apparently does not look very good at Giants training camp. So, um, it could be, be it could be see. such a fun way to play into like geographical stereotypes too, like mm-hmm. the Seattle women. You know, it's just like Jimmy constantly being picked up in a Subaru um, for his dates, and like the women are very like granola. I'm sure there's like really hot babes they, in Seattle. They too. go on hikes together. I mean, as yeah. we know from this podcast we talked about last week, Sydney Sweeney's from Idaho, and Sydney Sweeney yeah. is a smoke. So there's a lot of yeah. hot women out there where you would not expect. Do you think, okay, so say we make this reality show, um, we we make it happen. Listen, I can sell TV shows, okay? Yeah, Megan, so I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but just a quick moment here. Megan is making a TV show for Amazon. It's basically um, like 30 Rock, but for sports, correct? Yeah, it's basically the behind the scenes of this here podcast okay (laughs) so it'll be 30 minutes of me going I'm a little late I'm still breastfeeding um but wait what was I okay so we're both married ladies but our husbands know that we love Jimmy G and I think that I could represent Indianapolis well because (laughs) Indianapolis you know when I'm back in Indianapolis, let's just say it's some of the hottest I'll ever feel in my life. Megan, you would represent, now would you be representing Chicago or Bo- greater Boston? So I think at heart, and I, as soon as you said this, I was like, who, who am I? Am I Florida? Am I Boston? Am I Chicago? I do not fit into the Florida box. I'm not a Florida woman. No. Um, Boston, I love Boston. I am not from there. I think I represent Chicago. Wow. And the thing is, the Chicago babes would be hot. Um, mm-hmm. They'd be really hot. I think Indiana, yeah, we, we could find some some farm girls. Um, so Megan and I, we're nominating ourselves to be the two married contestants on this fictional reality show that we have just pitched to the world. I think it would be a hit. People Absolutely. would watch this. Did okay, you, you, NFL, you want to get female fans back in after this terrible mistake you made with six games for Deshaun Watson? Make it's this Jimmy show. G. Um, did you, did you watch any, any of Catching Kelsey, Travis Um, Kelsey's dating show? I did not. Oh, it was incredible. It was incredible. I binged it two days after the 2016 election and it soothed my soul. Wow. I'm, I'm going to have to, uh. 
to take some time with this, as well as Derek Jeter. I'm way behind on that. I know we I am have, too. And the thing a is, review. I'm behind. Tra- Travis Kelsey just became single again, so it's like we could get we could get catching Kelsey rebooted, and and where in the world is Jimmy G having sex? Um, that is the that's the working title for this reality show so far. Well, also, if since I'm married, if they don't want to have me on as a contestant on the Jimmy G show, which we we could make work the contestant, we could be the I host. Would, I would love to be the host. So yeah, we could both be the host. We could bo- because that's like sort of what they ended up doing with the Bachelor. Okay, we're the hosts. We're the hosts, but we're also trying to have sex with. <laughs> but listen, if something happened late at night, it's not like I would say no. No, I mean who? Chris Harrison. You know he had sex with all those girls. So we're just trying. We're just trying to be the new Chris Harrisons of our generation. Except the canceled part. We don't want to get canceled. Okay. What other um, training camp is now open? Yeah, it was Debo, and it was basically everybody in that 2019 wide receiver class, Mm -hmm. except for Nikhil Harry, who just, he just absolutely sucks. And of course, that's who my stupid team, the Patriots, decided to draft. So Debo got a new contract, DK Metcalf, Hunter Renfro, Terry McLaurin, um... So that's, it's good for them. Happy to see guys getting paid. Um, I talked about Kyler Murray at the top of the show, and then he tests positive for COVID right after this. So if you are asking for a PR nightmare, follow the lead of the Arizona Cardinals because they put this clause in, they take the clause out, they remain in the news, and then boom, Kyler Murray, he's still in the news for testing positive for COVID. So this is... As bad as this situation could go, it got worse for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Do you have any updates from Colts camp? Have you been monitoring, tracking closely? Um, I've mostly been being sent Matt Ryan tweets, and he's just so feel good. Like, it, it really is, I just feel calm. Like, I'm not stressed. Whatever happens, happens. I'm excited for my son to get to <laughs> watch the Colts. Um, you know, when we, CJ and I are going to be moving soon, and when we um, got this house, the first thing I thought was, I'm going to watch the Colts win it all here. <laughs> I love so, that optimistic thinking. Yeah, and like that may not happen, but I'm I'm just really excited to have someone that's going to be easy to root for. Now I've been coming off of Philip Rivers and a Carson Wentz, and I, and I'm not saying those are guys that are impossible to root for, but they weren't our guys. And now we have someone that um, Falcons fans were sad to lose, and that's a good sign. And it just it's feeling sweet. It's feeling nice and, and sweet and calm and and hard knocks is well, well, well in the distance. Rear view mirror. Last <laughs> season, when you were pregnant with Conrad, you made a comment that the baby could hear you. Yeah. That he could hear everything you were saying and you yeah. were really concerned as you were watching Colts games that some mm-hmm. of what you were saying could rub off on the baby. Now I know it's early. He's what, three months now? Three months, yeah. He's three months. Have you noticed any signs of of him reacting to what he heard while he was in the womb while you're watching Colts games? You know, it's tough because his dad is making such a hard press for basketball. Um, so he constantly has this little soft basketball in his hands, um, and he's teaching him how to dunk, and he's having him Euro step. Uh, so I think... Football is is taking a back seat right now, but once the season gets underway, I mean he's gonna he's gonna be with Mama watching these games, and I may have to reel it in because he does not like to see his Mama upset. So I'm gonna need the Colts to play well, or else I'm going to be scarring my infant child. Not physically, just mentally. Um, I love how I made that distinction. It's like he'll sort it out in therapy, but no, I um. Yeah, I, I'm I'm traveling to Vegas to see Colts Raiders in November, and I cannot wait. I'm making CJ's entire family, so my in-laws, um, celebrate Thanksgiving that weekend instead of the next weekend for my benefit. And I can't. I was like, we should bring Conrad to the game, and CJ was like, we are not bringing Conrad to a Raiders game. <laughs> so maybe next season, just put him right in the black hole. Why not? You know? <laughs> yeah, give him Welcome a little eye world, patch. <laughs> Now, who is who is your husband's team? Well, 
when people ask him that, he pauses and I go, CJ, and then he goes, the Colts. Um, so, I, you know, he wants me to be happy, happy wife, happy life, you know, so that mm-hmm. means Colts winning season. But I think he's got a soft spot for the Bills. His, sis- his sister lives in Buffalo. Um, and then, you know, we do live in Rams territory and like, it's a wild. They won the Super Bowl and it's like, okay, who cares? So, you know, there's a little, there's a little Rams love there too. Uh, my husband was born and raised a Patriots fan and has turned on the team. He is no longer a Patriots fan, and I am a Patriots fan. And the big update from camp is that Mac Jones is, is looking fantastic like, with yeah, a year Captain under America. <laughs> yes. Um, apparently, he did an interview with Peter King. He said he went to bed every day last season at 8.30 p.m. This is the guy cl- cut from the same cloth as Tom Brady. This was the likable Brady before he became insufferable, before he made so much money that it became so hard to raise his children, before he started selling, um, you know, uh, like things during COVID to help your immune system, supplements, that was the word I was looking for, before he started selling supplements, it's not succulents. I'm going to try it one more time. <laughs> Eddie, you're going to have fun editing this one. Before he started selling supplements to help your immune system during COVID, he was like our young and spiritful Mac Jones, who we just love to watch. Now, the problem is Mac Jones doesn't have a lot of help on the receiving end, although Devontae Parker has said to look, look pretty good. And then linebacker Josh Uche, everybody thinks he's going to make a big step forward this year. I'm not overly optimistic about the Patriots this season, just because the AFC is completely stacked, mm-hmm. and um, they might be the third or fourth best team in their division. Ooh! But I'm excited to see Mac Jones. And now, apparently, um, in typical Patriots fashion, there is no offensive coordinator named. But it sounds like Bill Belichick is going to be calling the plays. Um, so your boy, uh, Tampa, he lost a offensive lineman uh, this week in camp. And, you know, Gronk isn't coming back. New head coach. Um, so he has retired and then unretired, but it's not going to be the same team. And it doesn't feel like the the guarantee win that maybe he thought it was going to be. Do you think there's there's trouble in, in Tampa Paradise for him? Well, they just signed Julio Jones, which I assume... I'm so jealous. <laughs> I assume that he will replace the Antonio Brown position. Which, if you're asking me who I'd rather have, Antonio Brown or Julio Jones, it's Julio Jones without even taking a breath. Um, Look, it's going to be different, but at least he's not in the AFC, right? Like, there's not that many good teams in the NFC, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. The AFC West is better than the entire NFC. Yep. I'm I'm glad to be in the AFC South, at least. (laughs) The stink, yeah. the stinkiest. Uh, no, but Tom, um, you know, he just when you think he's he's been quiet, he comes out with a headline like he did recently and about raising his kids with too much money. Okay. Listen, Tom, they're never going to know a normal life. And no, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, Eddie is is breaking news on the news desk. It says Stephen Ross has released a statement, says he disagrees with the punishment because his name has been cleared of wrongdoing, but he will accept the consequences to not have further distractions. Mm. Now, this was all part of the um, Miami Dolphins and then the uh, the white Brian, black Brian, Bill Belichick messed Oof, up the text, text situation, correct? We yes. haven't had an update on Brian Flores in his lawsuit with the league. Well, so he is now on staff with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. Um, Mike Tomlin, who I believe is one of one black head coaches right now. Maybe there's one other. No, in Miami. Um, oh, okay. Daniel. Right. Okay. Yes. And we've seen a photo of that man. Um, so uh, Mike Tomlin said it was a no brainer to hire him, but the class action lawsuit still is ongoing. Last I heard they were, they were adding plaintiffs to it, um, which I think there's probably many. Uh, so they're, it's, it's still on. And, and I think a lot of people thought he wouldn't get a job and, you know, good for Mike Tomlin for being like, no, I'm giving him a job. I love Mike Tomlin. I really do. I don't think I'd go that far, but he did trip that man. Remember when he tripped the man? 
<laughs> just, I feel like if he was with any team besides I'd the love Steelers, him. you would. Oh. You would have a shrine to him in your home. Yes. And because he's with the Steelers, you're like, nah, well, no, fuck him. Yeah. (laughs) No, I just said I wouldn't go as far as love him. No, I I actually think the Steelers organization as a whole is like, you know, what what organizations aspire to. It, it It was tough to have a rapist be the most important part of their team for a decade. But, you know, I'm 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 moving on, I guess. With that, let's move on. To the NBA. Some sad news from the NBA this week. Bill Russell, the greatest NBA winner that has ever played in this game, passed away at the age of 88. Um, Bill Russell just did so much for the game of basketball and so much for black athletes around the world. And his impact is still felt today. You, you've heard many athletes speak out about that. I watched on NBA TV last night. It was uh, Bill Russell and Bill Simmons did a sit down interview and it was a whole feature. And it did such a great job of illustrating the impact that he's had on sports as a whole. So Bill Russell will certainly be missed. Do you have any Bill Russell thoughts to add, Megan? He seemed like such a, I mean, you know, we mostly saw him post-retirement and still so active um, and being funny and really connecting with the younger players and an, an ambassador for the game in, until his dying day. 88 is such a great run. I, I, I can't even, it's hard to really wrap your head around what, players, black athletes had to go through in the 50s and 60s in Boston. Um, True. I mean, they would have every reason to go, I'm not doing this. Like, this is too difficult. These were not when guys were getting hundred million dollars either. It truly was for the love of the game. And I think he will be missed by all. 88 is a a great run. Um, But a almost felt like a grandfather. You know, like a, a, yes. a grandfather of the game. And obviously the MVP, the NBA Finals MVP trophy is named yeah. after Bill Russell. And just his story of how he arrived at, with the Celtics and how he arrived in the NBA is remarkable. He was with St. Louis. And at the time, St. Louis was one of the most racist cities in America. Might one of the most divided <laughs> cities in America. And the Celtics were able to get the rights for him. And Boston certainly had their own problems at that time. It wasn't St. Louis. And just what Bill Russell was able to do. He had a quote in the documentary that I watched last night that I just referenced. He said, when I die and go to heaven, it will be nothing like playing with those Celtics teams. Because when you just look at the makeup, it was guys from completely different backgrounds and they came together and they won championships together. Bill Russell had 11 championships, 11. It's insane. I mean, just a remarkable career for Bill Russell and he will be missed by all. Um, So staying in the NBA and going over to Eddie's beloved Knicks, who, Eddie, can you tell us the last time there was good Knicks news? Good Knicks news was the year they oh, oh no. beat they later they lost in the first round. They won like fifty four yes. games with like it was like the Jason yes. Kidd, Rasheed Wallace, like Melo obviously. Oh that far back. Oh, JR okay. Smith, yes, yeah, like a bunch of those old guys got in the first round. They played the Heat pretty well in a few games they lost. Uh, that was that was probably the best Knicks news in a while. Before that would have been Lynn Sanity. So we every like five years or so you get like a little bit of good news. Oof. Every five yeah. years you're singing Bing Bong. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so it's um it's been a full college um like experience plus one a super senior year, um yeah so the news of the day now for them is that they're being investigated for tampering. I don't I'm kind of I feel like everyone tampers like it's like that's especially in the NBA yeah yeah tampering tampering over Jalen Brunson of of all people. And Jalen Brunson has a relative on the Knicks coaching staff, correct? Or yes. general manager? Yes. Yeah, I think it's, it's his dad. Yeah, it's his dad. Rick Rick Brunson's his dad, yeah. So is it tampering when it's your dad? No, it's your dad. Let it go. <laughs> Get James Dolan out of there. That like it's like that's that's what we that's what we keep saying. Make Dolan sell. Um 
Yeah, I agree. This is this story I don't really care about. I mean, I it just just No, I guess, I'm I more did it just to pour salt in Eddie's wound and that wasn't nice. No, it, um, it's interesting. It's just the Knicks are it's like it's Jalen Brunson. We know he's going to end up there. His dad is there. His it's the whole thing and Yeah, so what are they going to the, they, they're going to yell at the dad? Okay, sorry. Don't talk I te- to your son. Sorry, I texted my son. Um, it'd be honestly, he'd be a bad father if he wasn't tampering. Okay, um, in in news of my favorite comedy show on television, Charles Barkley will be staying with TNT. Now, Charles Barkley was in the news recently because there was a clip Kate that came out where he was saying that he loves trans people um, and that if you mess with trans people, you're messing with Charles Barkley and. To, my husband on Sunday night goes out of nowhere. He goes, if Charles Barkley ran for president, would you vote for him? And I said, why not? You know, like, look, look at what's happened in this damn country that like, yeah, if Charles Barkley is willing to yell into a microphone that he loves trans people, I'm willing to go hard for Charles. He has three years, $30 million left on his TNT deal. And there were rumors. He deserves more. (laughs) I agree. He's an American treasure. There were rumors circulating that he might go to play for Live Golf. He's going to join the Live Tour. He's and so he bad. <laughs> decided against that. He's going to stay with TNT. And he says he will stay with TNT for the rest of his career because they've given him all that's good in his life. And this is great news for all of us that enjoy Charles, Charles Barkley. And if you don't enjoy Charles Barkley, I don't I don't want to be friends with you. No, he's so funny. Him and Shaq, the into- we're going to look back on um, that TNT broadcast and be like, this, this is the, we, we were spoiled to have this. You know, like, we talk, there's a lot of bad shit in the world. That is one of the true joys, is is watching those four guys just make fun of each other and and eat food and just be, be the best. In other NBA news, I became best friends with Dwight <gasps> Howard this weekend. That's right! How was meeting Dwight? So Dwight Howard was at SummerSlam this weekend in Nashville. He actually had a tryout to become a WWE superstar. He would be great. He said that he would love to be a WWE superstar. So we will wait and see. I would love if Dwight was a WWE superstar as well. But Is he, he still on the Lakers? <laughs> he is not. He is currently okay. not with the team. But Dwight Howard returning to Orlando to join WWE opposed to playing for the Magic would be a, ho- a headline I could get behind in a second. Well, and he has one of the most, like, superhero-esque bodies that has ever been... I mean, I yes, remember... I when, know, I hugged him, I felt it! When he, there were photos that came out, it may have even been a Sports Illustrated cover, where, like, his shoulders and arms, it's like... It doesn't look real, and he never has been busted for PED. So it's like I think he's just built in a way that is meant to be a famous athlete. It, it, oh, an incredible body! So I was standing at <clears throat> Nissan Stadium where, like, the loading dock where everybody arrives, and Dwight Howard rolls up, and um, I was standing by my husband who was also working SummerSlam. I was like, oh my God, there's Dwight Howard, there's Dwight Howard. I was like, should I go say hi? Should I get a picture? And now on my password, when I was a air quote journalist, that uh-huh. would be a big no. You don't ask, you don't <clears throat> ask a player for an athlete, but I am no longer a journalist. But like, I struggle with this internally. Like, is it weird if I ask for a picture? Is it not? And then everybody else was doing it. So I was like, maybe I should. So I'm standing there by my husband, Andrew, and I'm like, should I go? Should I go? And he's like, you're being so weird. Just like decide whether you're going to go or not. And I was like, okay, I don't know. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. So then my husband was like, I have to go do other things that are more important than listening to you freak out over whether you should or should not ask this NBA player who apparently everybody in the NBA hates Dwight Howard because he makes terrible dad jokes. And there was a situation in the bubble where everybody said they were going to go to a night event and they told Dwight Howard they were going to go to this night event and Dwight was the only one to show up. But apparently they just don't love Dwight. So my husband was like, nobody likes Dwight. You don't want to get a picture with him anyways. And I was like, I love Dwight. I like Because I love dad jokes and I would get along great with him. So I go over to Dwight and I just said, Dwight, I'm Megan Morant because I use my WWE name. I'm Megan Morant. It's so good to meet you. He goes, Megan Morant, you're awesome. Give me a hug. So he, we 
get this hug and I have my friend Blake, she's taking pictures of our whole interaction. And it led to this amazing picture where yes. I look like a five-year-old meeting my <clears throat> childhood hero, that is Dwight Howard. Squinty eyes, big smile, everything. Um, and it then it's afterwards- like you're meeting Mickey. Like he's it's so big really to you that it, yeah, it's like a kid at Disney being wrapped in a mascot's arms. And then afterwards, we we are now social media friends. So I think this is off to a great start. Maybe we could have Dwight on some other reality TV show that we pitch after the Jimmy Garoppolo show is a huge success. We need our own network at this point. Um, in in brief. Major League Baseball news, Shohei Otani is staying in Anaheim. I We got to go to a game. Oh, that's where you're going to be in September. So maybe I come down, meet you, we go to an Angels game. Yeah, I'm inviting everybody to come to the show in Anaheim. Eddie's invited. Um, the whole extra points crew Oh, let's invited. get a party bus. I told Harry that he should come, you know, fly up from Phoenix or drive up. You know, Harry's always around. So Eddie said he's in 100%. All right, we're doing it. I got to get off breastfeeding by then. Um, no one wants me pumping. At the on the party bus we're taking, um, I we had a, I had a brief celebrity run in. Um, CJ and I went to see Nope on Friday. I loved it. It was really great. I saw it in IMAX. I was um, reclining chairs. No, mm. and honestly, we got in there and the screen was so big and the previews were so scary that I turned to CJ and I said, "I'm I'm gonna have to leave." I was like about to have a panic attack. <laughs> And I'm happy that I did see Nope in IMAX because it was, like, visually very beautiful. It's the last film I'll ever see not lying down. I, I need to be lying down, and I need there to be waiter service. And that may sound crazy, but that is an option that I've had now so many times I'm not going back. Sorry. Um, and so then It's like we, once you fly in first <clears throat> class, you yes. realize how terrible Coke you can't is. Go once back. you go to the movie theater with the reclining chairs, you can't go to a regular one. No. Um, and so when we were coming out, CJ made us see it at Universal City Walk because that's where IMAX is. So we basically had to go to a damn amusement park, which is very stressful. Um, and when we <laughs> came out of the movie, CJ goes, oh, my God, there is Quincy Isaiah who played um, Magic Johnson in Winning Time mm-hmm. and is probably 22 years old. And my husband is 35. And he, I go, don't go bother him. And so... It was, I was kind of being the Andrew in the situation. I was like, leave him alone, actually, you know? And then he ended up not going up to him. And it was like, it would have been totally fine. Like, no one knew who he was. Um, And he was really short, kind of. Like, I think CJ is taller than him. Like, he maybe is. He's maybe six foot. Maybe. Um, They did a great job with that movie because he looks way, I mean, the series, not a movie. But he looks way taller. Well, and it's really funny. There's a um, section in one of the episodes where CJ had seen a TikTok about it, um, where if you pause it at this like right moment, you see that someone is wearing these giant platform shoes. And so I think a lot of the guys had to wear that to give some um, realism to like the height differential at least mm-hmm. um but yeah not not a tall guy i mean no dwight howard but i did see the man who plays magic johnson <laughs> well it was i i wish cj went up to him it was great I that know. Dwight greeted me with a hug because as nervous as i was to i'm not even nervous i just felt weird like you're like what a hey dwight i'm megan he's like cool i don't care so the fact that he was like come here give me a hug i was like oh you're so nice a teddy bear listen if i was in the nba bubble i would have attended whatever event it was that all of those jerks ditched dwight me howard too. For. i think that's mean well, yeah. I, uh, we are against bullying dwight howard here at megan fun of sports <laughs> Um, so Otani is staying with the Angels, getting yep. back to baseball, and the White Sox tried to give him a massive offer, and surprisingly, he didn't want to go play it for Sleepy Tony. Um, the <laughs> the trade deadline is approaching in Major League Baseball, and I think it's the most exciting trade deadline because there's actually real impact that mm-hmm. can be had, and you find out which teams are sellers and which teams are buyers. I feel terrible for the Orioles because they really put together a wonderful first half of the season in baseball and then they just traded Trey Mancini who was the heart and soul of their team to the Astros obviously they're sellers I know they had to be but it is a bummer if you're an Orioles fan other news Padres acquired not only Soto but Josh Hader Um, the Cubs gave a bunch of people to the Yankees um, including Scott Efros he's a reliever who played for the Wareham Gateman in 2014 when I was an intern there so 
Good for them. A little shout out to Scott Efros, the 15th round draft pick out of Indiana. Not a bad little career for him. Okay. Um, and closing the show, uh, there was news last week that the U.S. had put together a package to, this is kind of a trade deadline um, news, um, to get Brittany Griner back. Yes. And so th- they were like, well, we want Brittany Griner back. We'll give you this like evil, crazy guns deal like it's like these are these are the most mismatched like people um and and now now the white house is saying that russia is is operating on bad faith and basically has no intention of actually putting together a trade if that's if that's what we're calling it and in not shocking, but still vile news. Uh, former President Donald Trump says he sides with Russia on this one. I'm not even making that up. Um, he's, he called Brittany Griner spoiled and thinks that what Russia is doing to her, which I think will end up probably being some violation of like a treaty, human rights, something um, that that they're they're right in this one. So... There you go. Well, we can't end on that. We have to end on some positive news. As we alluded to earlier in the show, Megan Gainley has signed a deal with Amazon to create a television show. I want to hear more about it because I did a terrible job. I said 30 Rock. No, you did a great job. No, Please tell us more about your show and this wonderfully exciting news. Eddie and I knew about it before all of the rest of you did, but now we can talk about it publicly. Yeah, so we're in the process of writing it right now, um, and it's sort of a Larry Sanders or 30 Rock, you did a great job, um, a behind the scenes of a struggling sports show. So, um, actually, it's set in Chicago, Megan. Are you going to get Charles Barkley? Um, we're going to get whoever we want. Okay. We're, I'm going, I'm going hard after everyone that's on the Amazon, uh, NFL team now because they have acquired Thursday night football. So that is very exciting. And everyone has been so sweet and said they can't wait to watch. Unfortunately, probably a few steps away from that. Um, so Hollywood works slow and brutally, but, uh, I've been working on this. I actually started working on it the week that I met you, Megan, on the phone. So and it was we a talked big... about it briefly yeah. when we met in person. I was like, yeah. wow, this is quite the show. So um yeah, the the deal is done and and now we just try and write the best show possible. And Amazon is really a sports destination now and is is really making a push for that. So hopefully that helps in in this show coming to fruition. Oh, we are so excited to watch. I know it will be a while, but um keep us posted with any details that you can share so that we can hype up the show a little more. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, Eddie's got a big, important interview to go to. Even even a bigger interview than being here with you and I. Um, and I think we've gotten to oh, all the news of the day. And some of it bad, some of it good, and some of it silly. But I was glad to see you, Megan. Glad to see you, Eddie. Yesterday's um, news about Deshaun was sucked and so I hope we were able to shed a little light on what it feels like to be a female NFL fan right now well thank you all for listening to this week's edition of Megan Fun of Sports we will be back with you next Wednesday see you then bye bye